Welcome back to the program. We're excited to have you joining us here this week. It is, I, I'm getting tired of saying it has been a minute, but it it's true. It's absolutely minutes. true. It's been two minutes since we spoke to you because look, the holidays happened, you know, family coming into town, different things like that. Sounds like a lot of excuses. A lot He's of excuses. I have been down at the border. That's true. That did impact our schedule. I'm sure you guys have heard about it, so I'm not going to get into it. I've talked about it a lot. And actually, I'm going to be speaking for Conservatives of out in Weezer. Yes, you are. Just about it nine. this week. Good. So should be fun. Mm-hmm. Kirsten, anything exciting happening? Josh, you always throw that question at me, and I'm like, crap. Okay, January 23rd, mm-hmm. um, Monday, 6 o'clock, Stillwater Hollow. We're having a fundraiser for IDGOP, and we are having Theo Wold come talk about ranked choice voting and why that's a horrible idea for everyone but the Democrats. And we also have Tim O'Donnell, who's going to be talking about election integrity. Mm-hmm. So that'll be it, and Dorothy Moon will be there, Chairwoman Moon. Yep. Yeah, that'll be good. That should be exciting. All right. Well, let's talk about a couple things I want to get into before we get to our guests. Just kind of a quick recap of the GOP winter meeting. Anything that you saw that you liked and you didn't like? Just I don't want to get too much into it, but let's, you know, what was the good, the bad and the ugly? Goodness, that's been a little while. Let's think about this. What um, we I think the biggest takeaway I have is we need more time for that. There were a lot of good proposals and um, they didn't get heard. Because there wasn't enough time. Yeah. Uh, Friday night was pretty short. We started at like six and ended at ten. I believe we had to yeah. be drop. Um. And so I think it was too short. We had a lot of good stuff. So we did pass some things on Saturday that were good. We got through the rules. Um. There's always like a faction of people who would like to stall everything, and so they separated all the bills. I mean, all the proposals, even the ones that were unanimously voted through committee. And so it just took a, a ton of time. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, that is that is kind of the biggest takeaway is, is that, like, look, even in resolutions committee, we didn't get through all of them. We didn't get through. Like 17 out of. Half? Yeah, half. About half. So. Mm-hmm. That was nice. He was he, he was on the committee for that. I got to be the timekeeper. That's important, too, I heard. Yeah. So, no, um, and some other cool things were done as far as within the resolutions committee. We had it to where all the pro-life bills that were submitted, there were certain terms in there that just needed to be taken out and, and those decisions should have been left up. And, I, and I'll say it, even though it may not be popular. For me, uh, there was a reference of no women ever getting charged for an abortion. Like if they if they abort a child, there should be no criminal penalty. And my thought with that is, is that, look, we don't know what the future looks like. If somebody is, you know, I mean, we just don't know. So for me, I felt more comfortable instead of us taking that absolute uh, step and and position. I thought, you know what? This is better left to the legislators to determine as they find more information. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, because all these will now either go nowhere Mm -hmm. or the gentleman to my right will have to do something about it. Let's introduce them. So joining us today, we have two members of... The newly formed Liberty Caucus here in Idaho. Woo, where's your little clapping button? <clears throat> oh, that's our cue. We have <clears throat> Senator Brian Lenny joining us, and we have Senator Chris Trockle. Trackle. Joking. Although, <laughs> although Where did that come from, real quick? I'm trying to remember. That's, the roll call. That's gone. Well, the roll call is done. I mean, it, it, that's not the first time. I mean, there has gone funny. since I was a child. I've, so. I've heard somebody mm-hmm. say it, and ever since then, I was like, that is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him Trockle every time. I hear trackle. When they call yeah, roll, um, not every time 
and I think it's gotten mostly better. But every now and then, because when you show up in in session on the on the floor, they call you know they do a roll call like you're in kindergarten for obvious reasons to make sure who's there. <laughs> but sometimes they say trackle, and sometimes they say like trackle. She's That's trying. Trackle. She's yeah. hard. I mean, I I can't say I haven't mispronounced names either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not like a diss or anything. It's just that's where yeah. that's yeah. where I heard it first. Um, but anyway, it's the Idaho oh, yeah. State Freedom Caucus, not yes. the Liberty Caucus. It's Idaho State Idaho Freedom Caucus. Oh, Idaho Freedom Caucus. Did okay. I not say that? You said Liberty. I mean, it's the same concept. Yeah, same it's kind. the same concept. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're pretty excited about that. Well, okay. you guys are new, so you'll have to forgive me for miss <laughs> you know missing the name on the mark. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. What is the purpose of a freedom caucus. Trackle? <laughs> I mean, I could take it, but I don't want to. I talk a lot, so um, so I'll try to. What we are is is basically we're a bunch of like minded conservative Republicans that are going to stick to the agenda, the Republican platform, and adhere to it, and basically try to hold other Republicans to the platform like it should be. Um, and, and and we're there to represent the people. We all know we're not above anyone. We're not more important than anybody, and, and we remember how we got there. Yeah, so there's we were talking in a meeting yesterday with um, one of the gentlemen who's been in the Senate for a long time, and he asked us the same question, a uh, fellow Idaho senator, and, you know, one of my, we, we all had our answers. He's like, what's, what's the deal with the Freedom Caucus? You're not going to be troublemakers. I'm like, not unless we... Need to be. Yeah. I mean, that's not what we're trying to do. But I, the the bottom line is, as all of us in this room and a lot of people watching know, there's a lot of liberal. I think the best way to describe them is liberal Republicans. Everyone mm-hmm. says like Rhino, but some people don't know what that means. It's people who are registered Republicans, um, and like Chris Trockel's former <laughs> opponent and my former opponent, the the men we replaced, um. Both of those men vote like Democrats, and it's not—it's not, it's not a, a pejorative or like a, a diss. They literally vote like liberal Democrats. Mm-hmm. So we're saying, as the Freedom Caucus, and that—that that also doesn't mean that everyone who's not in the Freedom Caucus isn't as good as us. We're just saying, hey, we want to differentiate ourselves a little bit as actual conservatives, as Chris said, who stick to the platform. Because yeah. there's a lot of Republicans who just don't. They're very progressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we see it in D.C. They have it, right? And it's been very effective, right? Um, and it is good to say, to essentially have, I, would, I wouldn't I would say militant, but nothing else is coming to mind, where you guys are in lockstep saying, we are going to push for these conservative Republican ideas. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a one-off individual thing. There is power in numbers and that stance. So yeah. people know as a full body where you guys stand. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's good. One thing that's also good about it, and it was a concern of mine before I joined, was um, I was worried that this might be a type of organization, like many organizations out there, that you have to vote the way they want you to vote. Uh, And one thing I asked and made clear was, I'm not going to vote against anything I promised my constituents or what my constituents want. They were more than happy with it. Um, They're not here to force us into our vote. We have our meetings. We talk. uh, We try to come to a consensus of what we're about, and we move from there. Yeah. I mean, you guys already caucus. The The Senate is known for, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to go caucus the Republicans. It's no different. Yeah. So. But I wanted people to know kind of, you know, maybe who aren't as familiar with that process, what that was. So thank you guys for explaining. Yeah, there's info at 
I believe it's statefreedomcaucus.org. I believe. Yeah, I believe so. But if if you if you Google State Freedom Caucus, because Idaho is, oops, Idaho is uh, um, one. There, there's several states, so it's we're kind of under that D.C. umbrella of the the House Freedom Caucus in in Washington D.C. And then under that, there's several states who have their own Freedom Caucus. So I believe it's statefreedomcaucus.org, and the, the we're not we're not in every state. Uh, we just kind of kicked off in Idaho, but the goal. The, the the dream is to have one in every state from the house and the Senate. So um, it's kind of like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Light tower, light, yeah, light tower. Light. What are they called? Not light tower. Uh, lighthouse. 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 Yes. It's like a lighthouse for, I knew I had the wrong. It's like a lighthouse for like conservative um, uh, principles and ideas. But that also, we also, I think this is important to stress. We also have a lot of friends who aren't members of the Freedom Caucus, and it's not like who are who are also very conservative. Mm-hmm. So we're um, we also have silent members. So Chris and I are like public kind of public facing members in Idaho, but there's members in the House and the Senate um, who, for for different reasons, are silent members. And we hope to just grow the caucus um, and envelop the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's never we're never, never going to envelop the whole thing, but we hope to. Uh, Majority. Grow it. Yeah. So thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, there's what, 14 of you, I think, that are uh, public? There's something like that. I wrote them all down. The public number, I for, something like that. Yeah, and then the public number, yeah. There's a number of people who, for different reasons, uh, wish to remain as silent members. But that it, the only difference is our names on the press releases and theirs isn't. But we all caucus together. We meet together. We plan. We have each other's backs. We support each other. So it's interesting. It's shaking up, shaking up Idaho a little bit. And who is at the helm of that? Of the of the Freedom, Freedom Caucus. Caucus. Yep. Maria Nate at the. Yeah. Yes, Maria Good. Nate. Um. Yeah, she's she's great. I she's like her a lot. she's our our state. There's a specific. Yeah, I'm trying to remember it. Title director supposed to her. I don't know. No, there's a very specific title. Um. But Vote whipper. No, I have no idea what it is. She's about. our our state director of the Idaho. Freedom Caucus. Freedom Caucus. They want us to say it a very specific way, but she's she's essentially helping just keep herd the cats, as they say, yeah. like keep us all on the same page. I like it. Um, but it's it's not as as Chris said, we're not taking orders from anyone or DC. We're we're doing what we told the hope is the plan is we're doing what our constituents elected us to do. The Freedom Caucus is just a, a good way of helping us together band together right? yeah it's like a gang mm-hmm. right like a one-person gang wouldn't work so right. if you have a whole gang of people senators and yeah press. so yeah anyway. it's good i'm excited to see what happens this legislative session because of all this like thinking going on in the background right. i love the strategy part so. yeah speaking of which you both are brand new to the senate this was your week one mm-hmm. right so I wanted to bring you on so you can kind of tell us a little bit about that process, what you expected, what you actually had, and and just kind of give us a feel for your first week. Have you gained the freshman 15 yet? That's another question. No, I think okay. I'm actually losing weight. So um, somebody told me you. that it looked like I was losing weight earlier. <clears throat> um, it, it's weird to say there's no bills on the floor. The committees aren't really hearing other than a few. And, and there's really legislatively... Nothing really going on, but we are extremely busy. It's either dealing with writing our bills, 
getting our bills prepared, meeting with constituents and other groups of people come, constantly coming in. Uh, and and it, it just eats up all your time. So are you guys, do you guys have any bills right now or RSs? I have one. You have one, Brian? Well, yeah, yeah. I have two. Um, we're part they, of, part of the, are they RSs right now? Two, yes. Mine are. Yeah. Okay. And, and part of, part of the, it's kind of the calm before the storm. So the first week we did the, the governor's, you know, all the yeah. dog and pony show, yeah. like the state of the state address. And, um, but there's no, there's no bills to debate on the floor. Right. So it's just, but a lot of people right now are getting, like we're getting co-sponsors and we're talking to chairman saying, Hey, I have this bill. Will you hear my mm-hmm. bill? Yes. No, maybe so. So, um, I have two that I, that I had drafted. Um, but there's a lot of bills that were, especially as like freedom caucus members with the, uh, that we're all supporting. So a lot of, I think there's a weird misconception. I, I've kind of noticed that a lot of people think, Oh, you're, you're an, an elected official. Now you have to draft all these bills. No, we need to fix property tax. You need to fix, but I'm like, there's three people with property tax bills. I don't need to write a fourth property tax bill. Chris is one of the, so a lot of it is where if there's a good piece of legislation already out mm-hmm. there, then it. we're supporting, we're co-sponsoring. We're saying, Hey, can you hear this in your committee? And maybe like it's yeah. all the, all the behind the scenes stuff that no one teaches you how to do, but it really is. It's just about building relationships and you have to, um, we're, we're learning this slowly. You have to work with people who you might not agree with ideologically. You have to, you, yeah. you, you have to. Um, and then I think a fun part for me is a lot of, you know, you, you meet people, um, from maybe different uh, sides of the aisle or even just someone who you might think is a little more left leaning or different. Like some people have surprised me like, Oh wow, that person's like really great. Mm-hmm. And then, and then vice versa and stuff. And yeah. so it's interesting. It's building a lot of relationships and then those relationships dictate what bills go where. And it's yeah. this whole ecosystem. Yes. Wow. Yes. Listen, when it comes to buying or selling a house, this is an important decision. And that's why it's important that you have somebody by your side that you can trust. Somebody who will be honest with you and tell you, hey, even if it doesn't benefit them, they'll say, hey, right now is not the time to buy or hey, right now is not the time to sell. You want somebody who will advocate for you and be in your corner. That's why here at What's Happening Idaho, we recommend one realtor and that is Dominic Brandon with Remax. Dominic has been a phenomenal supporter of conservative ideology. He's been in the fight and really he's He's dedicated a lot of his time and efforts into helping us. Absolutely. He was out on the road putting out signs and doing everything <laughs> from running for PC to, yeah, he's definitely in our corner for Liberty. Dominic, again, is just a phenomenal guy. He walks the walk. He is PC, as you said. He open carries a Remax gun when he shows houses, which is one. great. Yep. And he also specializes in bringing people from California to Idaho. He is licensed in both states. And most of his work that he does is referral-based. No, I, lo- I love Idaho, and I've been selling real estate for 13 years and licensed in a couple states and got really involved with the conservative movement with a bunch of patriots here and you guys included being really important ones in that but just love the cause love what you guys are doing and i'm so grateful i can help you guys get this message out farther the people of idaho we appreciate it and we want to support you as well dominic if people want to reach you about buying or selling their home how can they best contact you best way is to shoot me a text or give me a call at 208-559-5007 and you can hit my personal website also it's www.idahomove.com altogether idahomove.com uh, idahomove.com to hit me on the web 
I do want to really quickly explain what an RS is because I don't know if I have on this show. So you have a couple different things. An RS, what that is, is that is a bill drafted that has not been read yet or a committee hasn't accepted it. It's private property. Oftentimes people will say, yes, I have a, a bill ready or an RS ready, but they don't share it publicly and it's for a strategic reason. It's not because they're trying to be like, this is mine, <laughs> none of your business. It's, it's a strategy thing. You don't want to always lay all your cards out for everybody to see because then people who don't agree with you who are in the Senate or even just regular constituents, I know that he's writing a bill that says, you know, clowns are banned from from Idaho and and I'm the only professional clown in Idaho and I go, hey, what the? <laughs> so I'm going to now start trying to lobby people and get other senators. Clown and, support. Yeah, to, to support the Clown Act, <laughs> you know, which is going to be private property as well because that's going to be a bill to counter what he's doing. The Clown Ban so, Act. So yeah, you'll hear RS, that's private property. Uh, then you'll hear, of course, SB, which is Senate Bill, and HB, House Bill. Any other acronyms or anything like that that's there important? Is one, there is one bill. Bill number one I saw was posted. There's three. Well. There's total. three now? Three this okay, week on total. Thursday I on saw one. On the House one. side. Yeah. Yeah. On the House side. Um, yeah. And, yeah. So RS stands for um, <clears throat> routing slip, I believe. Isn't that correct? Yes. Sure. Because in the old days, it was my, I could be wrong, but I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was, you know, when you have a bill, it's like, here's my routing slip, like a physical. Yeah. Now a lot of stuff's digital, so. An RS is like, you have your idea, you draft it, and when you think the draft, when the draft is where you want it, then you tell the people, whoever you're working with or whatever, you say, okay, give it an RS, and then that puts it in the system, and then the RS is what you bring to the committee chairs and say, hey, here's my RS, what do you think about it? Yeah. And then if they want to give you an introductory hearing, then the RS gets a bill number, and that's when it's on the website where everyone can click on it and read everything. So Fancy. Very it's fancy. pretty fancy. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, I do also want to talk to you. you. You had mentioned that the state of the state with the governor. I watched a little bit of the live stream. I was multitasking, so I didn't get to listen to it in depth. But I did notice a trend. I didn't see a lot of clapping coming from the, the guests who were visiting the house side. The Democrats that were like, Wee! oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they Chris, you weren't it. clapping much. I clap all the time. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like this. I clap like this. <laughs> what do you makes the same sound? Um, <clears throat> everybody's got their own opinions. Uh, so, you know, sometimes uh, for me, um, and I'm not saying all the time, but some of those claps went on for a really long time. Awkwardly <laughs> you know? long. And, and uh, you know, my military background is kind of like, and and that's all that needs to be done. But um, it, it's a way. Maybe if somebody doesn't approve of something the governor said or isn't in agreement with it. Uh, he did talk a lot about spending. Yeah, a lot of that surplus. Um, you know, and, and the problem with government is, is once they get their hands on money, it's like cocaine. Okay, they yeah. want more. They want more. They want more. And they're not going to give it up. Uh, and that's just the wrong mindset. I rather would have heard about cutting budgets and getting the federal government out of certain programs here in the state with that surplus money. Yep. Then increase agencies and more bureaucrats well and i think that that's something that he really should have hit on is the fact that hey we did get all this money because of covid right we're sitting on this huge surplus but we have to stop spending and looking for ways to spend Mm -hmm. that our revenue we're bringing in through taxes here is not going to support i I need to correct you i think um yeah please correct me if i'm wrong but none of this surplus money is covid money 
No. This is all oh, Idahoan. No, this is Idahoan. All the COVID money's been spent. Yep. This is all Idahoan hardworking taxpayer Tax. dollars. The COVID mm-hmm. money was was more during the emergency stuff, but it mm-hmm. had a, a like a cut. Purpose, like you, right. they give you this money and you have to spend it by this date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. Which is just when you think about it, it's over a billion dollars. It's just insane. My my question would be though is I thank you for correcting me first mm-hmm. off. But couldn't a lot of that surplus money be because of COVID? Because of COVID, we spent the COVID money. It the very well funds? could be. Well, uh, yes, you know, it, so it could be a direct result. Depending depending on to me, how, it's still yeah, same. Same thing, because we took in so much COVID money, we were able to not spend our tax. Yeah, but the the point is, yeah, we're. Um, overtaxed and beat to death and the state is growing and growing and growing and growing. Uh, so we hope to maybe punch that back. Yeah. But just you, put a stake in the ground. Even if, uh, you know, it's, it's hard and I haven't done the research on it, but it, it, even if the COVID money offset the tax money we would have spent and the COVID money was what, about a billion dollars? It was it, way we, more than that. Yeah. We had over $2 billion in surplus. So even if you subtract the COVID money, there's still a surplus left over. The point is we're swimming in cash. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, hey, Idaho citizens, we've overtaxed the hell out of you. Here's some money back. It was, you didn't see a lot of people clapping um, because we weren't a fan. For obvious reasons, we're, we, we're not a fan of, hey, we, we have all this extra money. It'd be like having your savings account and, hey, cool, I have what, whatever, 20 grand in my savings account. I'm going to go spend it on all this stuff. It's like, no, shouldn't we be like more wise about this? So the people, you know, we have the money, the, the the surplus money shouldn't just be spent and given away on on things just willy-nilly. So, I mean, we weren't a big fan of the um, tax and spend, tax and spend. We have all this extra money. Let's give everyone scholarships. If you graduate high school, you get eight grand. The Empowering uh, Parents Program, Senator uh, Tammy Nichols and I were, were looking through it. She actually signed up to see, okay, what, she signed up so we could look at, like, mm-hmm. We should actually see what we're paying for. Brad Little wants to make that permanent and the, the education lobby. It's mm, there's, there's things on there that aren't educational at all. Like you can, so I do, uh, Tammy mentioned this the other day at the school choice town hall. I do like Brazilian jujitsu. So we were looking through the empowering parents thing. You could click on a button. It's like one month at like the gym I train at. You can go to jujitsu, which you could say, well, that's PE, but there's stuff on there like Apple Apple, Amazon, it's just this weird, there's like um, something like 400 like vendors you can spend money on. And some of them don't even have, like some of them are miscategorized, miscoded. Like there was this weird martial arts thing and the city, it said New York, Idaho. I'm like, what? And, but you could click it like, like funny when you get in there, it's this grab bag of like stuff. And a lot of it has zero to do with education the empowering parents grant so all it does is empower parents to like hey timmy you want to take like a pottery class cool um i don't think we should make it permanent because it's not doing anything to move the needle for education or um it's just like giving every kid a thousand dollars to go buy something cool or go take a class which is amazon yeah you can go amazon apple ps5 Right. exercising your thumbs right. i think you could i don't i'm not i'm not totally sure how the accountability uh works with that but it's funny how we have all of these government programs and public school where we're just burning cash and then when a lot of 
uh, conservatives want to come together and put some sort of like education savings account uh, pro school choice program together, then everyone puts their accountability hat on like, whoa, what are you going to, well, you know, like you, you didn't care about this thing we spent 50 million on. Why do you care about, uh, you know, people, people want accountability uh, when it's something they don't like, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's weird being in there and just seeing the things people like get fired up about and the things they don't get fired up about. Yeah. I try to be consistently fired up or not fired up. But anyway. Yep. Well, very cool. Chris. Yeah. We have to talk. Josh. So school board. Let's first off, tell me school, what school board <laughs> <laughs> in Caldwell. You guys have it to where you had a passionate school board meeting. You yeah. may have forgotten. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Might have. Uh, obviously, you've uh, you've gotten a lot of media attention because of it. Um, you want to tell us what policies were proposed by the school that people were so fired up about? Yeah. Well, so first of all, the policy that's being looked at, um, it's it's the typical policy we've heard all over the country. And what it would do, it was allow those that identify with whatever sex they identify with to use the correlating bathroom facilities, locker rooms, overnight trips, so on and so forth. Um, and, and, and so you had the typical reaction of families for that portion. Uh, another portion was that was really concerning was that it required all staff to use the pronouns that the child chooses to use, or they would be, um, what's the word I'm uh, Reprimanded or something. Reprimanded, actually, punished, yeah, whatever thing. it was. Uh, you know, and there's a constitutional right of free speech right there being violated. You're forcing speech on someone. Uh, but the one that really scared me was that when staff, teachers, admin, whoever it is, is talking to the parents of this child, they refer to them as the original pronouns that they were born with. So they're keeping secrets from parents. Um, you know, and tell me where in the world is that a good thing? When anyone wants to keep a secret from the, tells the child to keep a secret. That's what child abusers say. You're not telling your parents. That's what child molesters say. You're not telling your parents. That's what groomers say. You're not telling your parents. And keeping a secret. And now you have the government doing it. And the government is literally coming in here, stripping parents of their God-given rights to raise the children according to their beliefs, keeping it a secret from them while they groom these children to do it here in school. And rightfully so, the media, uh, you know, the left media, is downsizing how many people this thing showed up. Oh, I I, I'm being told the last official account I got, and somebody's telling me that's not even close, was 960-something people. Yeah, wow. I heard it was almost 2,000. Yep, and I, yeah. I'm hearing the unofficial count is around 2,000 people showing up. Mm -hmm. It was amazing to see these people coming here. And to counteract what one of the school board members said, that I orchestrated this, all right, um, I'm actually flattered by right, that. Right. I, like, like I wish I had that much influence. Yeah. If that was the case, anytime there's talk about education, property tax, grocery tax, yeah. I'd have 2000 people with me. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I was quite blown away how churches, many people showed up. Yep. Church has got involved. Yep. The community got involved. Yep. This is all on the people. And it's amazing that they came together. So for the school board member to come out and say that is really disrespectful to the people, the parents and the, the, the people that came out to fight this thing. Uh, it, it, it was just amazing. So, yeah, and I would like to say, you know, there's no such thing as bad press unless you're like breaking the law or something like that. Unless it's bad press. Unless it's bad press. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so what's great about this is my goal was to get the whole state talking about this. So this has been going on for years. A fellow Senator showed me some policy from 2015 
at a school was trying to push this almost exact same thing. <clears throat> in Idaho. In yeah. Idaho. Here real real in quick, Idaho. let's let's play the clip. Okay. And at this time, I would like to call. Um, would like to call Senator Chris Trinkle, if you may come up, please. State your name, sir, and your address. Uh, before my time starts, I want to just address the rules that you guys put forward. Um, for instance, you said you can't criticize employees or anything like that. Um, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court ruled back in 1983 that any government public forum, which this is, this is an official forum, anybody can say whatever they want. And that includes, and they specifically said this in the case, criticizing school district employees and their board. So by telling them you can't, you're violating all these people's First Amendment rights. So, that's how it goes. So my name's Chris Traco, I live at 2019 Fairview Avenue. Um, first, I wanna talk about um, policy 2520 about the curriculum. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's just some oversight, but in there, according to Idaho law 33-512, um, one half of the curriculum committee has to be made up by parents, not a quarter. So you guys need to go back and check that. That's Idaho law. Um, and then on top of that as well, you're striking out the part that says that you're not legally responsible for providing the materials and stuff like that. I like to point out um, also 33-512 section three, you are legally to provide materials to the school children and the school boards. So why you guys are striking that out, I don't know, but you are legally responsible for it. It's Idaho statute. Now to get onto the exciting part of 3280, I like to discuss, last time I came here as a parent, but I don't get afforded that right because people like to attack me and use my official position instead. So I'm here on my official position. You under Idaho law are required to maintain the morals and health of all the students. How can you do that when like that little girl came up here and said, and you allow a male to use a female bathroom, you're gonna put all of their moral health and safety at risk. And like I told you before, you will face litigation. You call that a threat. I'm telling you, that is what will happen. It's already happened in several states and there's already been rulings on it. So before you waste taxpayer money, before you put a kid in harm's way, you better throw this policy out and not even consider, I've got the floor. Ms. Pacino, will you please listen to me? Sir. Yeah, you claim you want people to follow the rules, but you break the rules left and right. Last month, you allowed two people All to right, speak. we will recess this meeting right now. Recess for 15 minutes. Recess for 15 minutes. You do not get okay. to demand to follow the rules and break them yourself. We will recess for 15 minutes. I'm sorry, we have asked you absolutely know the protocol. You're not following protocol yourself. Madam Chair, I move to adjourn. Okay, I have a motion to adjourn. Do I have a second? No. 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 Your people are speaking. Yeah. 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 My second.
Okay, we have a second. Real fast, I'm going to go section 74201. The people of the state of Idaho and creating the instruments yes, of their government. Do not yield the sovereignty sir, to the agency. Simon Paul, vote. This is who you listen okay. to. Okay, can you turn turn him off? Okay, so I would like to call the oh, 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 Please say aye. Aye. Yay. Okay. All right, meeting has been adjourned. Meeting is So, uh, in Idaho, in 2015 is early. They've been trying to push this. Several counties have already adopted a policy really? similar to this. Yep, and it is enforced. Um, but during the campaign season that we just went through, what did you hear? This isn't in Idaho. Right. I'll keep this out of Idaho. It's, it's only not in happening California. in our schools. It's yeah. only California, Where is Washington. Where in Idaho? I didn't know. Somebody um, said Nampa, and I called and verified because I'd never heard that, and it's not. I have a list I'd be, after the show. If you want to post it up okay. on, your, on your website, I can that give it to you. crazy. <clears throat> um, and so this has been happening for years and it's already happened, but politicians have been lying to us. Yeah. All right. That it's not happening. So the plan was we got to get this out in the news. We got to get this front and center. All right. And, and, and more than accomplish that the whole nation, I'm actually getting phone calls and emails from the UK, Germany. Wow. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And, and all supportive. The, the amount of outpouring of support is overwhelming. Unbelievable. Like I cannot get them all answered on my email list. I get probably another 40 a day. Wow. Uh, phone calls from all over the country and everywhere. It, it's amazing how many people are standing up for this. So we went there and they obviously played the liberal playbook. You hit them with facts. They try to shut you up. If they can't shut you up, they shut it down. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. And we'd hoped to make state news. And boy, did we. Yeah. But the great thing about this is <clears throat> all of Idaho is aware of it now. Yeah. It's here. It's been here. The politicians can't lie to you anymore. The weak Republicans can't lie to you about it anymore. It is here and it needs to be fought. And if uh, the woke media wants to drag my name through it because they're more fixated on my title of senator coming here and getting angry at the school board. And I was there to represent the hundreds of people that called me that couldn't make it. You need to go fight this thing, Senator. So there I was representing the people is my duly elected responsibility, right? Your wife goes a lot to those. Meetings. My wife goes to them a lot. She, she goes to almost Everyone, all that she yep. can. And uh, so I'm there to represent the people. So if the media wants to drag my name through the mud for the protection of children, so be it. This right. is the hill I die on. Uh, you, you can take my reputation and tarnish it all you want if it's to protect the safety and privacy of children. Yeah. You, you know what's interesting, and you'll have to clarify if I'm wrong. <clears throat> Somebody said, well, he didn't need to yell at them. I said, he wasn't yelling at them. As a matter of fact, if you look, I said, if you've ever done public testimony, 
uh, in front of the school board or at the Capitol, you'll know with those mics, right? I'm using the same mic, but even just getting close on it like this changes what it sounds like. It's even worse with those mics. Yeah. All it is, I mean, because they cut out, they get staticky, they do all these things, but you move away and, and change how close you're getting, it changes the sound. So here's my question. People are saying, he didn't have to yell at him. Did you yell at him? No, I didn't yell at him. And I wish the mic was as bad. I wish I would have known it was as bad as I thought it was. Um, like I said, they try to shut you up. The liberals try to shut you up when you hit them with facts. And that's exactly what happened. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. The first thing was a, a patron only gets three minutes to talk. It's not very long, but they get three minutes to talk. Uh, and, and in the three minutes, whatever entity you're talking to, whether it's me on a committee board, if it's Senator Lenny on a committee board, whoever it is, should give you undivided attention for your three, five minutes of speaking, right? Mm -hmm. Because if they're talking to somebody else, they're not listening to. Well, one of the school right. board members decided to have a conversation with another school board member. Mm -hmm. So I politely reminded them in that the I had the floor. Speaking. In yeah. the midst of my yeah. speaking. Yeah. I politely reminded them that I had the floor, but they continued speaking. They probably didn't hear me. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they're having a conversation with somebody else. So then I called them out by name and I specifically said, please listen to what I have to say. For some reason, this set them off and made them very angry. You know, even though they're the ones being rude, somehow I'm in the wrong. So to talk over them so I can still be heard because my time is running, I got closer to the mic. And that distorts, like it's very loud, uh, it, it ruins it. And I actually think it distorted a lot of what I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. But I was not trying to yell at anyone. I was not angry. I mean, as a United States Marine, there's no question if I get angry, you'll know it. Okay. <laughs> you, you'll know it. I don't need a mic when I'm angry. Um, <clears throat> so trying to talk over the crowd because the crowd was getting excited, everything else, you know, I, unfortunately I got closer to the microphone and it just picked up, sounded horrible, makes it worse than what it really is. But yeah, the media is going to use whatever they can to deflect the real problem away from. I have to say, I've done testimony before. I know the mic thing, but you're also, it's, I mean, you're getting up there. It's a little unnerving testifying. You're probably more used to it than I am. But, And then you've got people talking to each other. You're just kind of thrown. You've got a timer going. I totally get where it would be. And it just seemed like a plan. It was a plan to shut it down no matter what. Like there was going to be a time. We believe that. We actually truly believed that <clears throat> um, the, it was going to be shut down when I went to speak. One, just on the tops that I had, the Idaho statutes that were being violated, the constitutional rights that were being violated. I have Supreme Court cases back from 1983 that they're violating. Um, and, and, and what I was going to, you know, and especially my end statement about how the people of Idaho created these agencies to serve them and do not give up their sovereignty to these agencies. We knew that would get the crowd fired up. Uh, and we figured pretty much that there was a 90% chance uh, the, the meeting would be canceled as soon as I went to speak. But this is one thing I want to remind, and I, I want to get out there. <clears throat> These people are attacking, maybe not direct. well, I would consider it directly. These people are putting our children in harm's way, okay? Their privacy, their safety, so on and so forth. And remember, they want you to be polite about it. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the pillow that started it all. Get my standard my pillow, regularly $49.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Just like all of you, I've tried every pillow out there, and none of them worked. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs, helps keep your neck aligned, and it holds its shape all night long, regardless of your sleep position. So you get the best sleep of your life. 
Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing them to you for the lowest price ever. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code, and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.98. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen for only $27.98. Or my Premium King, only $34.98. My 60-day money-back guarantees it'll be the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Silo Hill Media provides custom-tailored marketing solutions for your small business. We develop an affordable and effective strategy that allows all aspects of your marketing to work together, which gives you the most bang for your buck. We specialize in web design, social media marketing, email marketing, SEO, Facebook ads, Google ads, reputation management, and even print marketing. If it's marketing, we do it. Visit our website for more information at www.silohillmedia.com. Sit back and be polite. If you don't like it, you sit back and be polite about it. Now, let me tell you this. And to me, this is the exact same thing. Somebody's trying to coach my child into the back of a van with a piece of free candy. Do I politely ask him to stop? Right. No. When it comes to your children, you fight. All right. Um, and one last thing I'll say on this, unless you guys have more questions, because I know I'm, Lenny's dying over here to talk. <clears throat> I never talk. <laughs> it's it's fine. This is your um, local celebrity. No, yes. I'm not a celebrity. I'm We're just, just doing what him. I promised. I, I promised everybody I'd fight for. Which is what heroes say. Oh, <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> Anyways, um, there's a conversation dealing with this that as that is not being had. All right, everybody's focused on. Um, and I, I'm not sure the correct language to use, but the non-trans kids. Their, their, their comfort, their safety. All right? Normal you, kids. You, you, take a, you take a child. Traditional children. You take a child suffering from gender dysphoria. Yeah, help okay? them. They yeah. feel uncomfortable. I'm just going to use the example. He's male, yeah. thinks he's female. Yeah. He's uncomfortable in the male bathroom, so he wants to go to the girls' bathroom. Right. Well, now all the girls that use that bathroom are uncomfortable. So why, why, is, why is one individual more important than all the other girls that now feel uncomfortable? Hey, don't be a bigot. I'm not. You disenfranchise <laughs> 50% of the community. Or that one percent, or I'll cheer a bigot. I think it's probably more than fifty yeah. percent. Women, fifty um, percent. Oh, women. Yes. Yeah, I was joking, saying oh, that one, one person should be able to disinfect. Yeah, I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah yes. that's what I was trying to get. It's probably more than fifty, but you're yeah. talking women. Right. Yeah. Um, but this is what nobody's talking about. Okay, and this is a very real situation, and I don't see the left talking about this. I don't see the right talking. I don't see even the extreme any positions talking about. This. I saw. I didn't want to cut you off. I mean, I kind of wanted. But you did. But it's like the same, it's the same subject. Um, Chris and I are buddies. Um, are? I saw, I, I, I think we are. I hope so. <laughs> Ever since you got celebrity status, he's like, yeah, yeah Chris I just want to ride your coattails yeah, to, yeah. to fame. Um, I saw, I think probably all of you saw this potentially today. There was a video of a 17-year-old girl from uh, Southern California who was at the YMCA mm -hmm. with and like changing in the locker room. And she goes in and there's like a dude's, junk hanging out mm -hmm. and like a full-grown naked yeah. man and she's a 17 year old girl so she's she it, it's online i posted yep. it on my social it's it's making the rounds but she's uh she said i went and hid behind the shower curtain until the guy left yeah. and then she went and talked to uh the ymca the ymca staff and then the dad called and basically she starts crying during the testimony she's like i'm a high school girl and there's a full-grown man in there naked just him and her, no one else. How is that safe? Didn't they belittle oh. her too? And then, yeah, they, they made. Like, she said, 
when the dad called the YMCA and like, what the hell's going on? And when she talked to him, uh, the, the girl giving the testimony said they were made to feel like they were wrong for Even bringing up that there's a full grown man mm-hmm. with a, with man parts, mm-hmm. um, changing in front of her, but she's the bad one for bringing it up. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, this is, Mm. Um, she was worried about her younger sister. Since yeah, and she had. A, she said she has a five-year-old little sister. Like we, I go to the um, Nampa Rec Center. They have like the water slide. I have a, a younger daughter, and and some my kids are still young. Two of them still like to go, but we'll take them there just because they want to like go on the water slide and all that. But what happens when they go in the locker room? It's weird enough for kids when there's like a peer that's changing because it's like oh that guy's like, but it's not. They don't feel unsafe. It's just kind of weird. Like yeah. when I was in junior high, I'm like, yeah. oh, the kid's changing, but we're both like 12. So like kind of just, but when, when you're a teenage girl or any girl, it could have been the girl's five-year-old sister and there's a full grown man in there. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. And that's, yeah. that's when, that's when you get Chris Trakel to stand up and well, people, people get pissed at that. You yeah. Don't, you, yeah. you mess yeah. with people's kids. Righteous anger. You should, exactly. Yeah. Here's yeah. The thing. You should be angry. Well, hang, hang on. I, yeah. I don't want to get this. The one thing nobody's talking about. Everybody's talking about that stuff. Um, one is I truly don't think from the transgender community is what we have to worry about going in because um, there's so few of them yeah. in the country. I, I, very, even fewer of them are going to be sexual deviants or perverts or anything like that. So I'm not really worried about them causing the sex crimes. But you re- when you have a male going to a female or vice versa, you remove that natural red flag. So somebody that is a sexual deviant can pretend to be, and it's now easier for them to get in there. Yep. But what I really wanted to talk about was those kids actually suffering from gender dysphoria, mm-hmm. right? So same scenario. The boy that thinks he's a girl, I guarantee you, at least unless high school has changed dramatically from when I was in, that kid is being ridiculed, yep. probably threats of violence, mm-hmm. and doesn't feel safe, mm-hmm. as he should. You know, it, kids pick on kids. They bully for everything. Oh, they'll find something. Um, yeah. and, and, and this is definitely a big thing for kids to bully on. So they feel the best way to do is to use the girls' bathroom. Mm-hmm. Girls can be just as mean, mm-hmm. if not meaner, emotionally. They made a movie about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the question is, so the kid goes over there, they're still bullied. They're still picked on maybe not as much physically, but much more emotionally, which could be more damning. Um, So this trans kid suffering from gender dysphoria still is not being accommodated like they want to be. Mm -hmm. So the answer isn't to throw them the opposite sex bathroom. Mm -hmm. The answer is I I have a great plan. Uh, I think I witnessed it in, Washington, D.C. while we were there. Did you use the restroom in the hotel lobby upstairs at the lunch? Um, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yes. I, I think the way, so it was a big, large, open room. Mm-hmm. In the center was this giant sink. Mm-hmm. And off to the sides of the room were individual doors. Mm-hmm. They had individual bathrooms. Like fully, fully, mm-hmm. fully closed. closed doors. So like when the doors closed, room. you can't see under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody talked about that in mm-hmm. the streeters in I did yesterday. They're like, Sweden. they did in Sweden. He's like, that's, I've actually proposed this as a solution. He's like, because it's a private room. Individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one there's, toilet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's not, I, I was joking uh, with my wife last night. I said, that's not a, a bad solution. Except if you make, you know, <laughs> drop a dump. And as you're walking out, the cutest girl in school walks in. Well, right you know, next to you. I'm telling you though, as a female, like you're still then hoping that there's a group in there when you go in there and that the wrong guy isn't going to jump out, put it's you yeah. in one of those rooms and rape you because you can't necessarily well you're not going to always be able to negate all risk 100 percent. i mean you you just can't it's unfortunate there's there's people out there that will abuse the system and do that but at the same like i was saying you know we got to think of the kid with gender dysphoria um 
and, and they're not going to be unbullied by using the girl. Maybe no. even more because now they're going to get it from the girls and definitely going to get it from the boys in that scenario that I use. Um, what is the solution? I don't know. I think it takes a lot of us working together. I've actually talked to another senator at the uh, Capitol building, um, Democrat, and I said, hey, it's our fault that we've gotten at this point. The schools are asking for guidance. The schools need to know what they need to do. You know, you don't want to be sued. Taxpayers will pay the bill. They don't, they don't want to exclude anybody, and they're asking for guidance. Um, the way our school board went about it was completely wrong, but we deserve to have that talk at the Capitol, and it's our fault for not having it earlier and putting a policy and guidance out there. So hopefully uh, I've started. She's, she's very interested in having the conversation, and, and let's start this thing moving and find out what the solution is. Interesting. I just think if it was my child, who and I would want to know if he was a she and going into girls' bathrooms, and I think that is so evil that they won't tell the parents what's going on with their kid because you can be a cat at school now, and I want to know that too. Um, but I have a problem as a um, parent where we're lying to our kids, and so why is that okay? If I'm struggling with my child who has a dysphoria, like – why is it just being coddled and and actually taken so far without it being if, if it's, I it's the great lie. Uh, it's the great lie and this is what's happening. Parents are that are in that situation, they are getting coached by a lot of psychologists. I mm-hmm. actually heard from this from a couple teachers yesterday. Um and I've heard it before. Parents are told that if would you rather have a kid who transitions or a dead one? And that is the great lie that's being told because as we know, statistically speaking, kids who transition are at a higher Mm -hmm. rate of suicide Mm -hmm. than if they hadn't transitioned, but still identified. So many grow out. So many. It's a false dichotomy. Yeah. And if if we're talking logical fallacies, like, would you rather Mm -hmm. have this or this? I'd rather have this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These these are are not my only two options. Right. Right. And you look at, and here's the thing. This is the thing that people don't talk about as well. And I apologize. It's going to get a little crude as far as my my language um what happens if if you have a boy so you have a boy and he's 10 years old and he comes to you and he says mommy daddy i identify as a girl and you go to the psychologist and they say would you rather have a dead child or a girl and you say i love my son i'll do anything to keep my son alive as any rational parent would think so then they're like okay well you should get him on test on estrogen pills and block testosterone So you say, okay, so you start doing that, right? But here's what happens. That boy, it's like when I was a kid, I'm a dinosaur, I'm this, I'm I'm a horse, whatever that looks like. When you grow out of that, which most do, most it is a fad, it's social pressures, it's things like that. When that little boy who starts it at, let's say 10, 12, when he says, oh, I'm actually a boy, I don't know what the heck I was thinking, and he comes off those at 17 years old, I want you to understand this. You have a boy part. Boy parts, you know, with my son, we call a wee-wee, right? When he was little, we said it that. You have your male genitalia. When you start taking estrogen and stop producing the testosterone, guess what happens? And your wee-wee. You stop growing. Oh. When you stop growing. And that's permanent. And that's permanent. And that's the thing. It's, it's, a, it's a condition. It's called micropenises. These kids that are on that, they stop at whatever size they were, right? Mm-mm. And then when they hit 17, you know, they think, okay, well, I'll get on testosterone. That'll help me become more masculine. Guess what? Steroids don't grow your penis. <clears throat> if they did, 
50 percent of the guys them. at least <laughs> would be taking them right yeah it's true yeah it's, it's absolutely true so then these kids that are on that now have a psychological issue because they realize they're boy they're attracted to girls but do they want to show baby johnson and try and impress a woman with that well shouldn't show baby johnson you, know, you know what I'm getting at. No, right? I get it. Well, it even, just even, compounds even the if they problems. wait till marriage. Totally. So there's <laughs> right surprise. It's a, it's a it's a very tiny. It's a big problem. It's it's a very small big problem. Yeah. So those things need to be talked about. Well, Seriously. there's there. I, I know everyone in this room knows about it, but something important. If you can put the link somewhere on a page, mm-hmm. um, February second. Capital Clarity, mm-hmm. so at the at the state capitol in the Lincoln Auditorium. But if, if you go to the state capitol on February 2nd, um, they're having someone come speak. Chloe Cole. Yep, Chloe Cole. Yeah, yep. Chloe. Have you guys talked Cole. about her on the show? No. So deta- the headline or the, the title. Okay, here it is. February 2nd, noon to 1. So put that on your calendar. Detransitioned teen Chloe Cole to speak at Idaho Capitol. So this is, this is um, she went from... Hey, I'm a girl and I think I'm a boy. Did did some surgeries. Um and then said, Oh man, this oh no, I'm not. I'm I'm a girl. So she went to the other side and came back again and now she's speaking, um, doing events and stuff yeah. and, and talking about like the horror, kind of some of the you know, this is what I'm this is what my life looks like now. But it's um it's I can't imagine she gets death threats all the time. Oh yeah. I've heard, but um you that's on February 2nd. We should pack that room because that's the story that these perverts who are pushing this stuff on kids don't want you to hear. Yeah. Someone who did it, regretted it, went back to their actual gender and sex and is telling their story saying, this is bad. Don't do it. Here's why. So I'm, I, yeah. I don't know a lot about the story, but I'm definitely going to be there. She's, yeah, look, you, you need to go hear her talk. Yeah. She talks about, because she did a lot of things, right? Testosterone, yeah. things like that surgery to her body she talks about she's not going to be able to have a normal life yeah she's not going to be able to have normal reproductive things that she should want to experience Mm -hmm. as as a mom she's not going to be able to do those things she's not going to be able to if she can have a kid she's not going to be able to naturally feed that baby yeah those sorts of things are are real things not only that but when you take those drugs you increase your chances of cancer and other side effects, health side effects. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's a sad situation. I don't know how we can know, but they've said it's four years off your life. I, I mean, well, it's just like how they said, you know, cigarettes is what five years, Something unless like you that. smoke menthols and it's seven or whatever it was. Or, or cloves. Yeah. Right. Cloves are like 20 years off your life. Yeah. But you're actually smell, dead. Cloves smell so good though. I was, yeah, I don't I've mind heard. smells. I, um, the, the, uh, K gal who was on Glenn Beck, I can't remember. I was listening on the way down to the Capitol on Thursday. She was talking about, she was in the LGBT, um, movement and it was 10 years ago. And she's like helping all these trans kids and whatever. She is so anti all of this. She's like, we did so much damage. I had no idea what I was doing back then, but kind of cool hearing people that have come out of it. And on the other side of like rational thinking going like, what 10 year old do you allow to do something that's going to affect the rest of their ever loving lives? But see, it also goes back to Chloe Cole gets a lot of death threats, things like that. Gosh, you can't, you leave. can't you speak can't against the never. religion. Exactly. Right. And, and LGBT is a religion and it should be simple. It should be a simple conversation. Like all four of us here. Tell me if you disagree. 
what two consenting adults do in their bedroom is their own business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Between them and you the don't Lord. care, right? Nope. Yeah, you know, I get told I'm a Christian nationalist, and which is apparently a fascist, and I'm trying to get in people's beds. No, I just want, let's have a, a, a conversation where we can talk rationally. We can say, hey, you know what? Kids are off limits. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't let pedophiles around them. We don't mutilate them. We don't make it to where they could potentially have a micro penis or other things. You know, <laughs> we don't do these things. We let a kid be a kid. We let them grow. We let them process and figure it out. When they're 18, maybe that's your present to them. I would still advise against it. But maybe your present is, hey, I'll pay for your surgery if that's really what you want. Or go to jail in Idaho and we'll pay. This episode is brought to you by Faith Outdoors. Faith Outdoors is more than a gun store. It is an education hub spot. Whether you are a first-time gun buyer, an experienced shooter, or a long-range shooter, Faith Outdoors can help you find what you need to be as efficient as possible. Their staff is some of the most experienced in the Treasure Valley and is made up of retired law enforcement officers and firefighters. Faith Outdoors also is an official dealer of Benchmade knives. Everything sold in-store are items they recommend and use out in the field. So go visit them today, 2200 Cortland Place in Nampa, Idaho. And you know what I love about Mandy and Nate? Their whole family, they're prayer warriors. So if you need prayer, they are happy to pray for you. Just email them at info at faithoutdoorsid.com. There should be no trans kids. Like, you're no. just a kid. Sexualizing like, kids as early as elementary school. Yep. You there were trans kids when we were kids. Yeah, You know what I cared Maybe about when I was in? Yeah. It is old, you know, I didn't even care about girls when I was in middle school. Comic books, mm-hmm. baseball mm-hmm. cards. Mm-hmm. Now you know? it's all gaming. They don't care. That, that MC was, Hammer that pants. That was my life. Yeah. Not quite. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was there in junior high. Yeah. I'm a couple years older than you. Yeah, but I do remember those. But, yeah. you know, that's that's where their mindset was at. And then, oh, man, I got to go to school. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to get out and play basketball or whatever it was, you know. Trade Pokemon. Um, I have no idea. But yeah. it's, now you're going to force this kind of stuff on, on 11-year-olds, it's, it's 10-year-olds? It's not, even, it's not even a force. It's a social pressure thing, yeah. too. Yeah. Right? Because most kids, if you never bring it up, 99% of kids, if you never brought it up, it would never be a thing. No. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce, pushed Je- on Bruce Jenner got along just fine as a teenager and went into a great career and then later made a decision, right? Think of how different his life would have been had he transitioned as a younger child, yeah. right? I mean, it would have ruined his life. Yeah, so the, the yeah. point I'm also making, you know, here is, is at the end of the day, we need to let kids be kids, just like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, should, it shouldn't even be a controversial conversation. We shouldn't have to talk about this. I mean, we have so many issues in Idaho that we could be focusing on. But for some reason, the left seems to want to hyper-focus in on our children. And it used to be, and the conversation is, is because it used to be where they'd focus in on our kids, but it was indoctrination through schools, things like that, right? Well, why is the school board sexualization? focusing on this and not the fact that our grades are so low right. or that children... <laughs> Going into high school graduates going into college need remedial reading and math classes. Yeah. Uh, like, let's focus on fixing education. Don't yeah. be focusing on politicizing, sexualizing your children. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's just disgusting what the government's yeah. trying so to do. So much of this is leading to that. I said it years ago, they're going to have LGBTQP for the pedophilia stuff. And that's not even a joke anymore. Like no, it's that, not. And people no. were like, no, no, that'll never happen. And even the, you know, the, LGBTs were upset at the, you know, at the, the flag P. that keeps getting more and more ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, we're just, yeah. We're, I, f- I do feel bad for the supporters who buy the flag. Like, 
Another change? Yeah. Go on Amazon, one. buy the newest one. All right, it finally got here. Again? <laughs> <laughs> it's all a ploy to get you to send your Yeah. And, and if they don't get the updated flag, they're a bigot because they don't care about the Yeah, yeah right. you don't care about the yeah. other group. You <laughs> saw the last, I saw the last one uh, they made was for like sex workers. Yeah. And it was like this red umbrella thing. I'm like, that's a thing now? Like hookers get on there? Porn stars? That's part of, imagine if you're just a simple gay dude and you just want your own flag. Now you have to share it with like, Hookers and pedophiles. Is it for hookers? Or but for you know sex what? Trafficking it's sex victims. workers. Which oh, is sex like, workers. So, yeah. so not sex oh, trafficking so victims. So just sex no, no, no. Like you could for say, hookers and porn stars. And here's stuff. here's and the and beauty of that. Here's the beauty of that for they're called for sex women, workers, white now. women, right? Yeah. The beauty of it is, is you say, "Gosh, I'm I'm a white woman. I'm straight. Oh, man, people are gonna start saying that I'm privileged. I mean, sure, I'm not a white male, which is the worst. But how do I? Oh, I have an OnlyFans. That's right. Yeah, I am a victim of oppression, just like all the other LGBTQ members. Yeah. They're included in it now. It's funny. Wow. It's funny because it's ridiculous. And it goes to show how much of a joke that whole movement is becoming. It's, it's kind of like third wave fin- feminism, right? Yeah, I wrote a book on it, actually. It's yeah. on Amazon. Is it? It's What's called it? Why is Feminism So Silly? It's a bestseller. Anyway. Carry on. No, I, I think we should just leave it at that. It is, we yeah. should buy the book. In show. No, but I do. It is on there. Yeah. Carry on. Third wave fem- I Third wave well, feminism. No, yeah, it's, it's just, look, things start out from a good place, right? People start out, whether they're right or wrong, They oftentimes people start out from a good place saying, hey, you know what? We need we need to somehow bring awareness to it. Because back in the 80s, like, you know, gay people were getting beat up and even before that, right? Now straight white people are getting beat up. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, um, cutting you off. But no, it started from a, a a a good place in their heart, right? We need to protect ourselves. So we need to unite. We need to raise awareness. And with women's, you know, feminism, it started. Hey, we should be able to vote. We should be able to do these things. Let's fight for that. To both of these morphing into the clown show. Yeah, you're welcome to the circus. Yeah, yeah. It, and and fem and it's. It's fun, not funny, like funny like a clown, but like uh, it's interesting. It's probably a better word that like feminists used to be kind of towards the top of the woke pyramid, but now they got completely dethroned by the transgender movement. So now feminists are kind of like in the corner, like, guys, what about me? We're like, yeah, you're not really relevant anymore because now transgender people are at the top of the woke pyramid. So then you have this, you can go deep down this rabbit hole, mm-hmm. like feminists who don't like the trans movement and then like gay people who don't like bisexual. And then there's all this weird fighting yeah. in between them. And it's just like, it, that's where the clown world things J- come from. JK We're just, Rowling. Yeah. Proud feminist. All of a sudden I'm like, what the heck? Why is this guy getting the torch? And he's like, here I am ladies. <laughs> you know? And he's like, I'm a woman. And she's like, no, no, we've we've gone through too much. We fought too hard. We're not, we're not letting like a white dude yeah. come in on this I one. I mean, yeah segregation equal rights women's sports all these things that they've struggled with and fought for over the years and <laughs> gone gone i can say i'm a woman and now now it's all mine and i can what if i say i'm a woman i go i don't think i have the right to vote i'm a woman i shouldn't drive you know mm-hmm. i mean come on or you want to do all that hard work and throw it give it to a man i don't think really? they wanted to but yeah. that's what happened well that's what's happening insanity look we could go on forever about this yeah. what i will say is is i will say thank you uh chris trockel for <laughs> never for standing up at the school board 
And I do want to end on this, and I want to thank ending. you, Brian. No, we need to end soon, but I do want to say I this, wanna... and I want to thank you for for taking the stances you had. A lot of people are really excited to see you actually debate on the floor. Ooh. A lot of people are excited to see that, even though you're supposed to just caucus and agree after. Yeah, right. yeah. No, it should be fun. What happened so, with your school choice thing on Thursday night? I really wanted oh, to yes, go. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was down there all day, and then I got home, and I'm like, can't do it. I can't There's turn around. There's so much go right going back. on. There's um Tammy Nichols has the video on her on her Facebook okay. page like you can watch oh, cool. it but oh, it's good. it's kind of a uh, someone actually uh today today yeah. what is well whatever it doesn't matter maybe we can put the link to this somewhere um but Idaho Education News did a pretty like decent write up on it mm-hmm. um so we had about like seventy five ish people there mm-hmm. not a lot but no that's but, pretty good but people like it's busy. a good that's a good yeah. chunk of people um. And we, it was, it was good. We wanted it to be more, it was kind of rushed for us because we were so busy and they're like, oh, we got to do the town hall. I mean, we knew we were going to do it, but like the AV stuff, like we forgot to get one of those uh, wireless mics, but we made it work. But we, we got up. um, I started it off just saying kind of like with some statistics showing how education is broken because it is. Um, And it was a handful of senators and Anna Miller from the Idaho Freedom Foundation. Yeah, oh my gosh, Idaho Freedom Foundation. I said the bad word. Right. Um, but they I do a lot her. of good work over there, so it's yeah, not a bad great. word to me. Anna's just brilliant. She is. And she's, yeah. Um, so we did kind of like this panel discussion going over school choice myths. Okay. Um, like the, the fact that they still, today, probably I could just pick up my phone and see reclaim Idaho saying oh, yeah. we're pushing voucher programs. So yeah. we talked about, we're not pushing a voucher program that we're funding, that we're asking the state to fund private and religious schools. That's mm-hmm. not what we're doing. Um, that we're, you know, I could, we just mm-hmm. went over all the myths like school choice is bad for rural students. It's not it actually gives them more opportunity. Um, we're trying to defund public school. We're not, none of us want to. Um, it's bad. So we just kind of hit all the myths and then we had Tammy, uh, Senator Tammy Nichols and Anna Miller, they they worked on the bill together. Yeah. Like they did most of the legwork there, all of the legwork actually. Mm-hmm. We went through it and made little tweaks, but they're the ones who kind of put it together based on essentially the Arizona model. Mm-hmm. They they presented kind of um, the big i the big ideas behind the bill. Here's what it does, and what it does is it it gives every K through 12 student in Idaho, if it passes, obviously that's that's another thing, but um, $5,950 per year in an education savings account that's that's held by the state. We're not just depositing it in your mm-hmm. Bank of America account and let yeah. there's audits, it's there's there's accountability uh things in place and you can use it on anything educate education related. Um and what that does is it just opens up a lot more opportunities for yeah. parents and students. And then we had a, a lot of Q&A. It it was um I was hoping more, not hoping, but I, I expected is probably a better way. I expected more people to be there in opposition of it. And I would say probably 90% of the room was pro school choice. Education mm-hmm. is broken. Kids are, mm-hmm. kids are, it's a solution to all this woke stuff. Cause I, I personally don't think we can f- fix public schools. Mm-hmm. It's like put, it's like if you take a toothpaste tube and squeeze it all out, it's like put the toothpaste back in the tube. Like I, we can't, mm-hmm. but what we can do is we can give parents but there's a lot of good public schools. My there's good public school teachers. My neighbor is a principal in Ada County. Mm-hmm. Amazing guy. He's for school choice. Mm. He's a principal, an administrator. He's like, this is what we need. 
because public school isn't a fit for everyone. Right. Um, so what, what we want to do is just, prov- we don't want to tear, we don't want to end public school. We want to provide, because it works for some people, but it doesn't work for everyone. So we want to provide other options mm-hmm. for parents and students. So we did a lot of Q&A. Afterwards, we shut it. You know, we had to leave. The, we have to get kicked out at some time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people stayed around and talked and had questions and discussions. Some, some heated, but most of the people who showed up were actually for it. So um, we hope to release that, the RS number, like yeah. we talked about yeah. pretty soon um, here, uh, depending on when this show airs, but it might be out by the time the show airs. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're hoping to get that through the education uh, committee. Uh, which shouldn't be a problem on the Senate side, the Senate floor and the House side. That's that's another thing, but we got to take it one step at a time. So, yeah. but I mean the the pol- the policy window is open. If you tried to push like an education savings account thing twenty years ago, people would be like, "Get the hell out of here!" Like this. I'm so gonna, the window is yeah. open right now. For- I'm gonna be honest. Um, I remember. I think it was in the eighties. My mom and dad said, <clears> "No, no, 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 no school choice," because they were spending. About $200 a month for three kids each, so to go to a private Christian school. And they were really concerned that that money would then cause those schools to have to take a carrot, like, here's your money, now you have to do this. And then they were also worried that if you took the carrot away, that that school could fold because they've now depended on those carrots, those money. So I think those are things that have changed at this point where we can no longer just say, I'm not willing to look at school choice because I'm worried about the ramifications for homeschoolers too. Homeschoolers are very concerned. We want yeah. nothing to do with anything. Leave us alone. Just leave us with our freedoms. That's me. That's so you. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I've never taken a dime. I don't want your money. I'm but, with you. um, but I think that, um, you know, these are the things that people are concerned. I need, I think we need to step aside and, and realize that it's time for this because otherwise it's selfish at this point, I feel like, to not do this. I, th- I think it's a great opportunity, too. You know, one thing that uh, was pretty funny on Twitter yesterday, somebody wrote, these far-right people would freak out if if uh, there was a school for Muslims and, and kids yeah. were sent there and the money was used for that. Then no. they'd be against it. I said, no. Nope. No, I wouldn't. I don't I care. No there are like, I was like, no, sign the far-right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Send your kid to uh, a you Muslim a school. Pod, send him to a Jewish Muslim schools. Pod? Wherever. Christian school. They're called madrasas. There are it's Muslim fine. schools. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Like, of course, a Muslim parent is going to would want to send their kid to Muslim <laughs> yes. school. Why would I care? Right. It's like so stupid. It's like it's like they thought that we would hear, you know, Muslim school and we'd imagine like, no, you know, jihadi terrorist place. There's a, re- there's a training camp. It's like, no, yeah. it's a school that adds to a religious aspect. And guess sure. what? They have their right to, you know, religious freedoms. They can practice it. I want to practice mine, and Mm -hmm. I would love to take the money that I'm paying in taxes for schooling and have that follow my kids and me be able to say, you know what, I need to implement a more Christian education for my Mm -hmm. children. I I want to move them here. And there's, Mm -hmm. let me follow up with a couple things. Um, There was a, uh, a, I I think they were a parent. I'm guessing they were a parent. Um, But one lady said, at the, at the town hall thing, she said, how do you think taking public dollars and, and giving them to public, uh, private schools, which is not what this does. We take public dollars and give it to parents and then they can give it to a pub. So that's why there it's not, it's the, the conception is the Idaho state government is going to write a check to Nampa Christian school. Mm -hmm. That's what a voucher is. And we're not Mm -hmm. for that. The Nampa, the Idaho state government, if this passes is going to, put money in an account for 
like Sally Smith's kid and Sally Smith can give it to a Muslim school, Christian school, mm-hmm. homeschool. The parent, the, this is about empowering parents mm-hmm. to do what they That's want. Great. But one parent, so, so it's not a direct government to school transfer. We're, we're, we're giving money to, to parents, but one, one uh, woman stood up and said, uh, when Anna Miller was up there again, she's, she's brilliant. Um, really glad to have her on our team. If you, if you want to call it that, they said, how do you think this makes, uh, what if there's a, an atheist and then this tax dollars go to Christian schools? How do you think that makes the atheist feel? And Anna said, how do you think it makes Christians feel yeah. mm-hmm. to pay for public schools where they're teaching all the stuff Chris stood Correct. up about? So all this circles are, mm-hmm. we're, it's all different aspects of the same issue. There's this indoctrination of kids. And if you don't want to send your kid to woke junior high school, maybe this, maybe like we have open enrollment in Idaho, which is cool. Cause we didn't have that when I grew where I grew up, where you, if you live in Idaho, you can literally go to any school you want. If you live in Nampa, if you want, you can go to like school in like Emmett, if you want, I don't know, but like maybe this will, will give uh, parents or kids who, who aren't able to go to another school. It'll give them another option. Or there's people when, when you go down that rabbit hole, there's people who are like, um, Hey, maybe there's like 10 families mm-hmm. who don't want to go to whatever this junior high is. Mm-hmm. Maybe those 10 families can take their ESA money. Mm-hmm. And now they have some cash. Mm-hmm. They can hire a tutor mm-hmm. to come in and teach their 10 kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like this, the, the possibilities are literally mm-hmm. endless. And well, it also mm-hmm. solves a big problem in Middleton. We were having fights forever. Cause they're like, my goodness, the Californians are coming. You know, and we're like, we're already at 150% capacity. We need another elementary school. Well, no, you don't. Yeah. If we have this Hold option, on a we'll be fine. we can do, dude, it doesn't even have to. I know everybody goes to these thoughts of religion, but you could have a school that says, hey, you know what? We're going to focus on my, my kids. I own a farm, right? I own a ranch or whatever. I want my kids to have an agricultural aspect to their learning as well. So me and all the other farming parents around are going to hire somebody that's a, a teacher and then an agricultural specialist who can teach them also about the chemicals and the things that they're going to And in Idaho, that'd know. be great. That's yeah. awesome. So those, there's so many benefits. And when school choice, you know, you also have to look at it this way. And, and then I would, do want to kind of wrap up with something. Um, school choice, back in the day, and having that choice really was, and it's different. It's a different type of school choice, but mm-hmm. it still is the same thing. It's still that opportunity. Not having school choice was in place you know, for racist reasons. Mm-hmm. It was to keep people segregated. It was to keep the blacks at the black school, right? And have it be, oh, we know that that school is a crappy place and it's it's filled with poor people. At the end of the day, it, it's a, it's the whole purpose was is to keep an, a, a class down. And yeah. this really does enable people to have that opportunity for the what they perceive as the best choice for their kids. If the government's going to be in the business of educating our children for the betterment of society, then we should have lots of choices. The yeah. parents should make them. Well, we're all choice. paying for it. We are. One thing I'd like to say, what I think is great about school choices, it creates competition. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Look at, we have competition in the private sector everywhere. And what does it do? It creates a better product. Mm-hmm. Um, we All across America, schools are failing children. All right. Test scores are down. It, compared to the rest of the world, we're like way, 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 way towards the bottom. Right. And that's sad. So if government schools can't keep up and can't teach, why do we keep throwing money at them? Yeah. Let the parents choose. Mm-hmm. If the public schools losing about, if the public schools are saying we're going we're gonna to get shut down, mm-hmm. 
Maybe that's because they know they have a crappy product that they're yeah, selling and nobody's going to buy. It. Down. I yeah. always say it's that. It's honestly why I think a bunch yeah. of them are asking so, for money before their bonds are due. I think exactly. they really know that this is coming down the pike and there's nothing they can do. So they better grab as much money as they can from the people fast. $210 million in Nampa mm -hmm. so that they mm. can build a school and do all this stuff so that they can say, look, we still have pretty schools. Your money paid for it. It's gross. I'm like, mm. Will it competition, you know, force the government into making a better product? Yeah. Well, let's wrap this up um, real quick. And we can, if you guys want to do this again, I've enjoyed the conversation. We could go on forever. Uh, but of course that equates to more yeah, late yeah. hours of me editing. Yeah. So we're not going <laughs> to do We're probably that. sick of us You're talking anyway. Yeah. Here, Josh. She says that, but she knows <laughs> that on a, on a slow episode, I'm up till 4 a.m. Yep. finishing uploading and, and getting it edited and everywhere. Yep. So I appreciate what you do, do. For, for Idaho and, being being somewhat new, like officially new to the political scene, what you're what you're doing is like reaching a lot of people. Because a lot of people, did you see that podcast? What did you see that? Did you see that? So, we appreciate your four in the morning editing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if people want to continue this conversation and have it be where we can continue to have our shows, please go to idahospodcast.com. Consider making a contribution. We have a monthly option or one time. But I'll tell you this: it costs money to do all this. I am still bleeding money every month to do this passion project. So at some point we got to turn the needle and make it from passion to profitable, but we'll get there. Uh, and on that note, I do want to end with this, Chris, this was what I wanted to say earlier. You're, and I, and I mean this in the most respectful way and you'll agree with me. That means he's gonna be you're, mean. you're nothing special, right? Oh, you're, no, you're 100% you, you were right. Dad, you were a dad who was frustrated with what was happening mm -hmm. in the schools you were a dad who was frustrated with the property tax issues and you went to a meeting. Yeah. So the thing I really wanted to end with is, is all you have to do is show up, yeah. show up, show up January 23rd. 23rd. That's the next, what I'm being told January 23rd, seven o'clock, supposedly at the Caldwell high school, show mm -hmm. up. Show Same up, night as our Stillwater hollow event for uh, the IDGOP. Course. When they said that, I was just like, kids oh, over Republicans. Killing me. Well, I can't, I have to, I'm actually, yeah, what, what, you're the what MC. It? Yeah, the MC. You had a yeah, uh, master ceremonies or something that. like yeah. that. Something fancy. And, and if they don't show up, something I sent out a, a li uh, email to my to my email list today. It can be as simple as sending an email. So my ask today for one of my bills that I'm not sure if it's going to get heard or not is, hey, can you email the committee chairman in the house side and just say, hey, you should hear this bill. But some, you know, sometimes if did Gosh, that come out someone just gets, now in a newsletter? Like today. I don't okay. know if you saw it yet. Nope, but I mean, look. sometimes it's as simple as just sending an email. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, Chris and I are just finding out. Chris more than me because he, he made like national news and everything. But if you get like 100 emails about the same or 1,000 or several thousand mm -hmm. emails saying, hey, we want you to do blank, that's going to that's gonna open your eyes. So And yeah. not one of those like computer generated yeah. emails. I always say Send change as an email marketer, my, yep. my real job, I'm, I'm essentially like a copyright email copywriter. Mm -hmm. I always say, if you're going to do one of those like auto things, at least like try to change the subject line. Right. Cause I've already gotten some, there's a convention of States ones going around. You've seen those. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm your constituent, nice support uh, convention of States. But I get like 20 of them. I'm like, delete, delete. Cause you're not going to read 20 emails yep. that all say the same thing. Right. So at least change the subject line. That'll get it opened. Right. But yeah, some, some it can be as like email. Send someone an email. Okay, I want to start doing my Liberty text again. So I got my phone back. It's been gone since before Christmas. 
Um, How my is phone died. Oh, okay. And I got a little loner phone, and I didn't have all my text groups. So I have that back. I want you guys to let me know when you want it to go out to several hundred people. Please email. And I put in real specific things like, you know, here's the 10 emails you need to do or the one email or whatever it is. So if you want to get on my email list, text me, 208-999-7390, and just put Liberty in there. Give me your name if you can, because I actually have to put it in and then add you to a, it's it's super archaic, but it's just an app. So um, And use code WHA when you buy anything on mypillow.com or mystore.com. WHA, that's a WHA, what's happening America? On that note, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful evening. Until next time. You've been listening to What's Happening Idaho. Idaho's conservative voice. If it's happening on the right, we're talking about it. And if it's happening on the left, we're laughing about it. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. You can hear the show on every major podcast site and find out more about us at the website at www.idahospodcast.com. See you next time on What's Happening Idaho.